0: Hey guys, welcome to Dear Martin Continued. I'm Tori. I'm Sydney. I'm Jasmine. (laughs) I'm Emily. (laughs) And I'm Dallas.
1: And we're your hosts for today's deep analysis of the book Dear
0: Martin. To give an overview, Dear Martin is a story about a young black high school boy in a predominantly white school.
2: He faces many challenges with racism, police brutality, love interest, and learns how to be big when everyone else tries to make him small.
1: Author, Nick Stone became a New York Times bestselling author with her debut novel, Dear Martin. The book was published on October 17, 2017. She got
2: inspired for this novel after the death of Jordan Davis, a 17-year-old black high school student who was fatally shot by a white man in a hate crime back in
3: 2017.
0: The story takes place in Atlanta, Georgia in the late 2010s. Now, if you're listening to this podcast before you read the book, disclaimer, spoilers. We will, like to, we will be talking about some pretty sensitive subjects, including racism, police brutality, and death. So if those are tough subjects, we advise you don't stick around.
3: So to start off, Justice was at his friend Manny's house, just hanging out, when he gets a call from his ex-girlfriend Mello's friend to come pick her up because she was way too drunk to go home herself.
4: Even after Manny's repeated obligation, Justice went. It was 3 o'clock a.m. and he was walking alongside the sidewalk with a hood on looking for Milo. When he finally found her, it was more than a struggle to get her in the car. As she kept insisting on driving, Justice kept refusing. When he finally gets her in, he hears a blaring noise of a cop car and feels a hard tug on his shirt and is slammed into the back of a cop car.
2: In shock, Justice is only able to spit out so much. He says, Officer, this is just a big misunderstanding, before the officer officer screams at him to keep his mouth shut. Justice knows that if he acts out, things could go very bad for him.
3: Justice knows that because he's black, this story could get blown out of proportion and that this could infringe on his future, so he stays quiet and abides by the cop. Justice didn't think that this would have such an effect on him, but it does. He can't go a day without thinking about it or looking at how his now bruised wrist.
4: So how would you guys say this relates to today's world? Well, many
3: young black people, like Justice, fear for their life around cops, and I think Justice going through this is a very good eye-opener to what our world is like today. What do you guys think? I agree. A lot of black
2: families will sit down with their children at a young age and tell them to be careful around the police and to always have your hands up at all times and never question the police. This is out of fear to the children's life, and should never really happen.
0: Yeah, like Tori said, a ridiculous amount of young black teens see police as a last resort for help because they know that the prejudice that the system has against people of color puts them at risk um, for police brutality. That's why they go to gangs.
3: I agree. Young black teens are taught to be extremely careful around cops because they have a much greater chance of getting falsely accused of a crime they didn't commit.
1: Okay, so now let's discuss the Halloween party. To give y'all some background, Justice and some of his quote-unquote friends decided to go to a party. They decided to go with the theme of stereotypes and dress up as different stereotypes that relate to them.
0: Justice wasn't too fond of the idea, but Manny convinced him. Justice dressed up as a thug, Manny was the token black guy wearing khakis, loafers, polo, and a cable net sweater around his neck. Jared is the yuppie politician, Tyler is a surfer dude, and Kyle is a redneck. All of these costumes seemed not too offensive until we get to Blake. Blake took it completely too far.
2: Blake decided to dress up as a KKK member. Manny and Justice obviously don't feel very comfortable with this, but they decided to let it go and not cause a scene. Although they both knew that going to the party, things would not go well for Blake. Not even five minutes after they got to the party, someone punches Blake right in the face.
0: Justice isn't pestered by the guys from his old town. They're saying things like, you just want to please these white boys. You like it better at your smart white school. Don't really have—they don't really have your back. After a fight breaks out, they decide to leave. So why do you guys think that Justice didn't want to make a big deal about the whole situation?
1: I think he didn't want to make a big deal about it because if he did, he would make it worse. He would make it worse for his friends, since during this Halloween scene, they already got a gun pulled on them. So therefore, if Justice were to take this any further. It would put his friends and others in more danger and the allegations already against justice it would just make it even worse for him
4: i agree with what sydney's saying justice didn't want to make it worse for him or anyone else justice knew his limits in his, this situation did exactly what he should have done as we learned throughout the story justice is a very good and intelligent kid with him not making this a bigger deal and just letting the situation be it shows that he is smart about what he Does so he doesn't get in even more trouble with the cops.
0: And I think we can all agree that Justice didn't want to make a big deal out of the situation because he knows that the boys that were angry about the costumes at the party are very dangerous and unpredictable boys.
3: Those are some good takes. Now let's move on to Justice's letters to Martin. Personally, I think this is a very cool project. I think Justice used this as a sort of therapy and venting place for him to let out his thoughts that no one else would listen to, how about you guys? I
2: think I think justice project of letters to Martin was how he coped with like the discovery of the broken system. I, I like it was his like you know how you go and see a therapist like it 's basically that that um, MLK was a very inspirational person to all the people around the world, so it makes sense that that 's who we 'd look up to. The dear Martin project was therapeutic to justice and was a guide to him to help him
1: find fight the systemic racism in the world. Justice's letter to Martin were definitely way definitely a way to calm him or sense of therapy like Tori and Emily said. He looked up he looked up to MLK Junior for how good of a man he was and how he always understood everyone. During the book there were times Justice was mad about something and he would think what would Martin do and whenever he would say that it always calmed him down and he would think of what would he do and in bad situations whenever he thought that it would calm him down or help him do the right thing.
4: Looking back on what Tori and Cindy said about how Justice wrote letters to Martin, it sounds like to me that Justice was digging for answers. He already knew having he has already happened to deal with all this stuff about racism as a teenager and no kid should have to deal with that at such a young age. This has to be very difficult for him. I feel like he looks up to Martin because he has been through the same thing and he would know what to do. I feel like Justice wrote the letters to Martin to express his feelings and how he actually feels to and get answers to the problem he has about racism.
0: Yeah, I think Justice writing to Martin was a good way for Justice to subconsciously coach himself through the unfortunate events throughout the book. Like Justice obviously wasn't getting a response from Martin, so Justice told himself like what the right thing to do would be and he did it. So and then These letters also, like Tori said, gave Justice a place to vent and let out his feelings so that he's not, like, holding them and letting them build up before he, like, eventually explodes.
3: Okay, so before we start discussing our next subject, we would like to warn you that we will be talking about some sensitive topics such as police brutality and death. So if you aren't comfortable, I would just skip ahead about ten minutes. Okay, so for some backstory, after Manny and Justice settled their
2: big fight, they decided that they were going to go on a trip to the Smoky Mountains. When Justice got into the car with Manny, they decided to just go for a drive and listen to their favorite music, because at the time, Jared's father, and they had a whole debacle with the school situation, um, they turn on the mu- They turn on a new album and they turn the music up to full blast.
1: While they are blasting their new music, they come up to a stoplight and notice a man is screaming at them to turn down the music. The man started screaming racial slurs at them when Justice was about to turn down the volume. Manny was done with all, like, the racism and stuff, and he started to finally, like, agree with Justice, how people, like, see them a little differently. And whenever he agreed with Justice about the racism, he just
3: didn't care what the man thought, and he he didn't want to turn down the music, and Justice did. The old man started yelling the N-word at them and other racial slurs, and before they could defend themselves, a gun was pulled out and shot repeatedly. Justice and Manny were rushed to the hospital, and unfortunately, Manny didn't make it. With many severe injuries, nothing could compare to the pain Justice felt when he realized that he lost his best friend.
4: Um, while having to deal with injuries and the death of his best friend, you'd think that the world would finally give him a break. But unfortunately, it doesn't. The man who shot and killed Manny was actually an off-duty cop named Garrett and Tyson. Tyson was not trying to make a case that Justice and Manny had a weapon, which was not true at all.
0: I think it's important that we point out that um, Garrett was also the partner to the cop that um, slammed Justice on the car in the first place, like in the very first chapter.
1: Uh, During the court case, Justice was defeated. He wasn't given a break at all. He didn't even get to speak up. And basically, during the court case, it was like he was the one who actually had the gun, not Tyson. And Tyson's defense attorney totally ignored the fact that he shot Manny and killed Manny, and they were they were bringing up claims on saying how it's a law and disruptive to have your music up too loud in the state of Georgia. Also, she was bringing up the picture from the Halloween party about how like Justice was dressed up as a thug and stuff, but the picture lacked Blake dressed up as a KKK member, and the defense attorney also na- never gave Justice any room to explain himself. He could only basically say yes or no and he wouldn't let him get his side of the story out. So
3: it was all biased and stuff and nobody believed justice. So what do you guys think about the outcome of the court case?
0: I think the outcome is very obviously unfair because justice wasn't able to fully explain what happened um, without getting interrupted.
2: It, it was a representation of how the media is being one-sided in this world today and in the book basically only showing one side of the story or manipulating the court system to look to to be one way instead of by normal having both sides of the story
3: overall this situation is far too common in the real world many black americans don't get to explain themselves in court and have a story made up for them before they even get there which is not okay we have a long way to go, obviously, but the, the rise of the Black Lives Matter protests and rise of activism in America is a good step forward in the right direction of our world. Right. Commercial break.
4: Have you ever wanted to cast spells with friends? Well, now you can at the new Crucible Coasters theme park. We have rides like the Big Boom, Abigail's Airplane, John Proctor's Carnival, Witch's Whip, Betty Bumper's cars, and many more. (laughs) This new theme park
1: will will feature witches all around the park casting spells on you and your friends to have a fun time. The park will open on October 1st, 2021, just in time for Halloween. Get ready to get spooked. Join us at the Crucible Coasters theme park this October to have a cursed, um, we mean fun night. (laughs) (laughs)
0: your Martin continue now that you guys have a good idea about the major points in the book um, we're going to analyze the theme of the story so this book was published in 2017 right around the time um, similar events were happening with justice
4: um, and just to keep it clear by similar events we mean the racism that has been going around and is something justice has had to experience
1: yeah. yes uh, this story definitely runs along the
3: basis of
0: racism and all that stuff So what real world situation do you guys think relate to the book?
3: Well, as we know, the rise of the Black Lives Matter protest became really big this past summer. I think this relates to Dear Martin because the main fire for the Black Lives Matter protest was the police brutality that was happening around our country after it was brought to the media's attention. Justice faces two instances of police brutality throughout the book, one being in the beginning of the story with him trying to get Melo back into the car but was mistaken and also when he and Manny were shot by an off-duty police officer just for playing music. With everything that happened, it really opened up many people's eyes to the major and minor racism in our world today. Some things that some people do in their everyday life may have been rooted in racism and they didn't even know about it, but the social media outbreak and protests brought attention to those issues and now more and more people are
4: stopping. Um, I feel like in today's world, racism is becoming a bigger issue than it used to be. I feel like there's way more crimes and stuff that goes on in the world. And attention brought to it. Yeah. To me, this is a big problem because racism is is not okay and it shouldn't be an issue. So while reading this book, I noticed how many things actually related in today's world. I feel like almost every day we're hearing about a different crime or situation that has to do with racism and sometimes it even ends up with someone dying because of it. These are the same events that happened in the book. With that being said, after reading this book, it made me realize how common and serious racism is nowadays. I feel like there are
2: numerous real world situations that relate to this book. For example, the death of Breonna Taylor and George Floyd that are done in the hands of the police department, and were all actions of systemic racism. Ugh, that was hard to say. The media in today's world also relates because it's extremely biased. Like in Dear Martin, when the court case happened, and they were one-sided, and they also looked at the activity of just, the criminal activity of justice before even looking at the cop as a possible sub.
0: Stories like Dear Martin remind me of real-world cases, like the Michael Brown shooting, which happened like not too far from us at all in Ferguson, Missouri. Um, both Justice and Michael had an encounter with a police officer who, unfortunately for them, were in the midst of a sort of power trip. And it's not uncommon for police officers or anyone in a position of authority for that matter to let that feeling of superiority, superiority go to their head. Um, this abuse of power is like the leading cause of police brutality in America and of excessive force, for example, whenever um, justice got slammed on the car, that was so unnecessary, yeah. Recently, with, with what's going on in the world, the Black Lives
1: Matter protest became a huge deal. It was all over the country and all over the media. People discard racism as like not a big issue and it's just getting way worse now and some of the protests, some of them eventually turned into riots and America was not pretty at all for a couple months. And since the riots started happening more more and more, it became more normal to people and they thought it was okay, so it just kept on happening. And more and more deaths of innocent people kept happening over the topic of Black Lives Matter and racism, and it needs to change. And then police brutality is also huge right now, and. Like, during, like, last summer, that's all what was going on. And a lot of innocent lives were taken, like, Brown and Taylor and stuff. This relates to Dear Martin because the protests and riots also run along with police brutality related to when justice was on trial.
3: So, how do you guys think that we could, like, police brutality could lessen in the future? Because I think that a lot of the police, like, they don't get enough training and they don't. Because a lot of police academies they only go in for like, like a six few months because i used to be a, a system cop. You yeah. know what I mean? no, and yeah. they don't know enough how to deal with certain people at all and they often result to violence before they even uh, know that a person their first like, like yeah. or accusation
1: is i thought that he had a gun yeah or like the one cop that shot the black kid because she thought she was pulling out her taser that doesn't make any sense yeah. to me because for one the taser's on the other side yeah and, and the cops just like you don't just pull, you you hold it like this. You don't pull it out like this. And yeah. just like look at someone to shoot them.
0: Maybe. I think like that like there should be more repercussions that they're mm-hmm. aware of yeah. whenever they mess up big time because some may have been like let off the hook that they're like. Oh well I can do this now and it'll probably be fine later. Yeah, but, like, exactly. And it shouldn't
2: and it shouldn't have to be to the point where like the court case is like there should be something yeah. before going to the Supreme Court over something. Like yeah. it should be stopped before it even gets there. And yeah. like
3: yeah. George Floyd, his murderer, he just got arrested for a murder that yeah, they literally a had a right video here. of. Yeah. Like and someone it's still literally not trial, isn't it? It? no, he just got arrested. Yeah, but, yeah. He, but, he was on um, trial but, like a month He ago, was on trial yeah. a long But there's three other people.
1: Yeah, that I'm they're just, like extending it again. I don't know. Yeah. I don't even know about those other ones. Yeah.
4: I feel like the cops should definitely just know what's they're getting themselves into. Yeah, exactly. They kind of just do yeah. it, and then yeah. Yeah. they think it's okay. They don't think. It's just like, they think that
3: like, their badge is going to protect yeah. them. They just result in violence. I mean, a lot of them do. Like, there are some good cops out there, but a lot of them like abuse their power. It's left. like half and half. Up there. Yeah. A lot of them do abuse their power, well, because yeah. they think they are in the world, right? yeah. Yeah. and They can do whatever they want. So now that we've discussed the theme of racism, let's talk about the other minor theme in this story, which is friendship. In the
1: book Justice, his best friend was Manny. Manny and him literally like spent so much time together, and in their friend group, Manny was closer to like Jared and Blake and all of them, and Justice wasn't very fond of them because they kind of always made like little jokes or they were being a little racist toward them. Justice. He tried to put it off, but that's kind of what his letters to Martin were. But Manny kind of just didn't even realize it was happening. And it, as it started happening more, Justice really hated it. And after his arrest and everything happened, Manny started to open his eyes up to it too because he started, like, believing Justice about it. And it ended up with Manny getting shot and killed over it for having his music up too loud. And throughout the story, Justice and Manny always had each other's backs. This opened my eyes up to what's recently going on with the shooting and innocent lives being taken for what? Like, in the book, Manny most certainly did not deserve any of that, and so did none of the people in the world today.
4: Um, in this book, many friendships are throughout it, and many are formed and some are broken. Um, just by reading the book, I can tell that the friendships between all the characters are very strong. I think that there are many friendships in this book because it shows shows how the kids bond together and solve their problems on their own. Once Manny died, I feel like more feelings and more friendships were formed because it showed each other how much one person could mean to just everyone else. So obviously Justice's best friend
2: is Manny, or was Manny, sadly. Um, Justice also had a close friend um, or girlfriend later on. You'll find out in the
1: book that was S J. Oh, I liked them together. They were cute. I was yeah. so mad whenever, whenever like she. Shit.
2: Spoiler. Mm-hmm. 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 Well,
1: they already know it's
4: gonna be too. I don't know what the at with it. are gonna talk <tell, laughs> about the
2: entire book right now. Um, S J and Justice were on a school team together, um, and throughout the book, they grew close. Like their bond. They grew closer began, and closer because like, at the day. beginning at the beginning they were very close and then throughout the school year they became very close as, as um, the book progressed and after the tragic death of Manny SJ and even Jared became friends with Justice out of the tragic death of Manny. Yeah I kind of forgot
0: about um, SJ and Justice being like so close She's and so sweet. SJ being like the main person Justice I don't know wanted to be around but uh, the, uh, the theme, like the obvious apparent theme of the book is racial injustice, we've talked about that a million times, but there's also a minor theme of friendship, and the theme comes from the bond that Manny and Justice share, as well as the two boys um, finding out like who their real friends are and what real friends do throughout the whole book. Yes.
3: So, throughout the book, we all know that, like, Jared and Blake and that whole friend group were not very considerate to Manny and Justice well, about Manny their Manny didn't race. realize it at all. Yeah. Manny, they kind of just, like, Justice said one time, they're like, they probably just told you that you're being too sensitive over the subject, even though, so Manny just wouldn't let it and bother Manny him. And Manny
1: realized it whenever he beat up, which, who did he beat up? And they, like, put a charge on him. Was it Jared? Jared, because was Jared? that's why they didn't want to go to the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, that's
3: why they got no fine That's whenever Manny realized it was not okay for him yeah. to do that. So at the end of the story, whenever Jared and Justice were both mourning the death of their friend Manny, they realized that they weren't as different as they thought they were. Jared realized how racist his past was and how the things he would say would affect Justice. Now just because he apologized doesn't mean that it makes everything okay again and Jared was never racist because his words can still sit with justice until for a very long time and still affect him. However, it does show that um, people can change and become better in the long run. We just have to educate them and you can even be friends with one of your worst enemies.
1: Yeah. So to wrap things up and close things down a bit, how do you guys feel after reading and analyzing Dear Martin? I think it was a really great book. It opened my eyes on how this type of story happens to other people like Justice all across America, and it's not, like, not normal. And I'm currently reading this sequel to Dear Martin, and it's called Dear Justice. And this book is Manny's cousin. He was mentioned a few times in Dear Martin. His name was Juan and he writes letters to justice from prison. And Quan grew up super poor and his dad went to prison and his stepdad was super abusive, but he couldn't leave because his younger siblings that he cared about a lot, that was his siblings' dad. And he started stealing stuff from the gas station so he could provide for his siblings because they would go without eating for a very long time. And Quan didn't have Real people there for him until Trey and the others became his family, and that's when he started hanging with the gang. And basically, Nick Stone wrote that book to show how some kids like Justice they do get, get like it. they get out of it, but some kids stay in it. Most
0: kids aren't. Most yeah. most
1: kids never like kind of they get and in, like involved with gangs and stuff. And they end up never leaving it. I still
0: never like I don't understand yeah. who's paying for justice to, to that school. I think it's yeah. Manny's parents. I think he it? got a scholarship.
2: Or, well, that too. Right? I, um, think, I think he got a Because you can get scholarships to private schools. Oh,
0: okay. I
1: honestly didn't that. know
3: that. Mm. I thought um, Manny's parents might have
0: that. Because I was like, there's no way mom's
3: paying no. Yeah. Because no. he's, like, really smart. So you can get good his mom scholarships. mom was very about. nice. And the school probably wanted some diversity because that makes oh, yeah. sense like, <laughs> Okay, so, so Dear Martin is a story that highlights the struggles of African Americans all around the country. It highlights the major and minor racisms that occur each day for them that a person like me wouldn't even know about. I give this book a 10 out of 10 and you should totally read it. It was really good. It took me like literally like, three
1: days to read this book. It took me like two hours. I know, It was a that good, was good, good book. I just kept on reading it
4: yeah i agree with everyone and it was a very good book i think that everyone should read this at some point it gives a lot of life lessons that people should understand and i think it would be good for everyone i highly recommend this book to all people
0: okay um it's a quick and easy read but it has a great message and it might even make you like evaluate your own thoughts and opinions and how you like treat people in your everyday life overall 10 out of 10 would recommend I personally think that Dear Martin
2: was an amazing book that is very short and quick. It hits a hard topic about racism and the struggle of the world and how it affects people, but it does open your eyes and make you change perspectives. I think that everyone in the world needs to look at each situ- situation from a different angle to truly understand what is going on. I would rate this book a 10 out of 10. Definitely recommend
1: I also... Do a 10 out of 10 on the book, and also Dear Justice, the sequel. Both of these books are really good, and it gives point of views from, from each, side of each like side. Like Dear or Dear Martin was Justice's and how he got out of it and he was successful, and Quan was him going to prison and never getting out of it and not being successful. So it's from both sides, and it learns. It teaches everyone the life lesson. It was a very good book. Both of them were.
0: Alright, catch us next time and leave a recommendation for which book we should read and analyze next. Bye!